So many plays on me, I finesse Palisade views with some sex I lost a lot of love for missionary This the first time I confess Me and Top is like a Kobe and Phil A father figure, fuck with him, you get killed Fuck with me and he'll kill you itself PD either Mafia or the West Moving silence, yeah, we juggling like that Active violence, yeah, we juggling like that I did a lot of dumb shit in my past Lord forgive me, hoping I don't relapse Dave just bought a new 911 Almost thought I seen another plane crash Q just bought a brand new McLaren Rock a lock about to buy the projects Spooks, I got his son dripping in gold Ali about to let his hair down on hoes Me, I'm about to let my hair down on hoes Top billing, that's a me in the show Might blow the whole no whammy on soul Might tell Obama be more like punch Sound way I was just talking about that over the weekend With my homeboy Don And it's like, we'll go to Stone Mountain That's it for this area I used to go to Stone Mountain Do some different shit Go take a shower, get back active Nah, brother, it's over now Oh, like bro one, one little event at this age is over. Oh yeah, bro. Like I remember, like I, I got washed real early. I feel like I don't know, maybe because I was married young, but like I remember hanging out with my boys. Like <laughs> I thought it was a privilege to like. I'm like, oh man, I'm hanging with the, you know, what I mean, I'm all set up. Be outside, you know, wife. Yeah, I'm outside. I'm probably 25. I don't know, 24. I'm like, I, right, you know, she good. She settled in. She ain't tripping. Whatever. So I'm hanging with them and stuff. So we go out somewhere. I'm like, all right, cool. Niggas was just kind of posted up chilling. And then we go to another spot. And I'm like, okay. And they start seeing some people they knew. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then I'm like, yeah. It's, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, yeah, it's about 11, 30, 12, 12, 30. I'm like, yeah, it's a good time to go ahead and drop me off. Kind of wrap it up. And they was like, yeah, man, we're going to go and pull up. I'm like, hey, bro, what are we doing? They was looking Ain't at no me. next spot for me. <laughs> bro, they was looking at me crazy. I was like, bro, I'm ready to go. And from that day I knew, never lock in on a ride with somebody if you you know you might not even hang the whole the whole rip. Dipping out. Especially at this age, but you gotta take your own car. Oh, yeah. Get out of there, nigga. So you know you know it. Anything may happen as far as you like, man. You know what? I'm ready to go home. And get up out of there So you're absolutely right about that It is another week in the books A-W-I-T-B Mo, how you feeling out there this week, brother? Hey, I'm feeling good, man And what's good with y'all, man? Y'all know these Fridays like Craig and Day Day You know, we Keep them coming Keeping them coming on Fridays yep. Yes, sir I think of a good little theme for Fridays And we bring your Fridays back like you said, right? Oh yeah, man. These this is you know. I mean, I know y'all heard of Black Friday, but we giving y'all that Green Friday. You heard Green Fridays, the yes, green sir. backgrounds. I'm with it. I, I, I'm here for it. This is a W I T B. Another week in the books. I am Spike Lou. You guys can reach us at a W I T B twenty twenty two at gmail.com that's where you send in all your questions your comments for the show tap into the community that we trying to build here specifically black man but not limited to mm-hmm. everybody else feel free to join us act like you you know you can be a spoof at the by the door i guess tap yes. in with us and see what we talking about as black man we're gonna yes. roll reverse that we ain't gonna be the spoofs this time people gonna be spoofs coming to our meetings spoofs <laughs> yes, absolutely, man. So we're week eleven, and this time, man, we're gonna talk about confrontation. A couple of bits happened out here. I was shooting them over to you in the text messages, man, to see what you thought about it. And then we already had the episode scheduled, but I wanted to switch it up after 
three videos that I seen one kind of close to home man I got to talk to uh, my homie yesterday that was in one of the videos with the police that was making his rounds around the internet shout out to young Nicky Doucet man we'll tap into that if you guys know what I'm talking about it's a lady that got arrested now here in Georgia refusing to sign and being in the uh, refusing to sign her ticket and being in the park after dark we'll talk about that little league coach unfortunately man lost his life at a football game in right outside of dallas ironically man i have a connection six degrees of separation to this story as well man i used to work with a homeboy i trained him on how to be a consultant in the tech world and got him his start in tech he was he trained under this guy he played football with him in dallas uh, he was posting him on his social media. I reached out to him. He said he and the guy were really close, so he knew him. Uh, just like with Nick being in the other video. So two of these kind of close as far as six degrees of separation. Man. And then the last one is the man and woman at the airport. Man, my man did the full uh, chop drill, drove up out of there, got in full football stance, man, and handled his business over with spirit. We'll get into all of those and all of those and how they tie into confrontation. Bro, I just want to have a conversation about confrontation, what we do in those situations, how we handle confrontation. Just get some some back and forth on it, man. But first, we start with the off deck questions every week. Full moment of transparency here. You shot me off that question that I kind of Matumbo rejected. Not Matumbo rejected. <laughs> Matumbo is such a stretch. Golly. Well, it was funny though. No, it was funny though. Matumbo. Let, let's paint the whole picture. Yeah. It's off deck as I said it. And I hope you didn't take this no type of way because nah. it was really funny to me. I was laughing as I sent you the message. So you sent me the off deck and you're like, well, this is what I this is what the off deck question is gonna be for the week. And for those that been listening for the past 10 weeks, you know, off deck stems from the on deck TV show that me and my guy Animal Brown do. And Mo is a fan of the show and he, you know, listens to it and gives us some feedback as a listener. Some additional in-depth conversation about the on deck TV podcast. And Mo sent me a text. He said, let's add on to that hip hop moments list. You know, what would you add to it? And I read it and I said, okay. I think I kind of said that on the show. Maybe skip that part. So I text Mo back and I said, Mo, um, my voice noted it back and I said, Mo, I said it on the show. It was the Super Bowl halftime show, man. I think I think that we kind of got that out there. And Mo's response was not. <laughs> Mo's response was, oh, okay, cool. Well, I got something I want to get off. So let me just name the ones. <laughs> let me yeah. name the ones that I wanted to name. And I responded to him and I was just reminded about what this segment was about. You took it well. I just thought that was really funny oh, yeah. as far as not even just you getting it off because we definitely want to hear what you got to say. But just as a fan too, what you think other people will be thinking about. And I thought we kind of got that out there. So I do want you to give me your moments and something else from off deck. And I hope that you didn't mind that story right there. Nah, nah, not at all. Uh, I just was said, like like I said in the uh, text message, I just said I think that the... Um, I just well, I just say uh, the, the the my pleasure my president is black campaign. You know how huge that was, um, and this is based on the BET. What the last the twenty five most important moments that move hip hop culture forward? Absolutely, um, absolutely named all the moments in hip hop 
there were you know big moments like outcast saying the south got something to say or numerous moments throughout hip-hop history yeah and yours, that, you like you said they missed out on a lot of them actually. I, the one, when I was looking at, it, I was like, ah, they got some good ones though. Some some throwbacks. Some good ones in there. Some, some good, good ones. ones. I ain't gonna say it was it was bad or nothing, but I think they definitely missed out on more uh, things that, as of recent. But just the two that I wanted to kind of spew off so we can get into the off deck was uh, my my president is black campaign. You know, Nas, uh, Jeezy, Jay Z, uh, and my favorite <laughs> DJ Drama, like. During that era, like he was Barack Obama, and I was here for all of the sound bites from DJ Drama. As a matter of fact, that brother got so turned up on one song, he said, "Man, don't even call me uh, Barack Obama. Call me Drama King." Like he he was he was getting in his bag. So uh, that whole campaign and uh, yeah, the whole campaign with uh, just hip hop being behind Obama. Uh, I think that was one of the things that. that Kind of got missed And I also think uh, Kendrick Lamar's uh, To Pimp a Butterfly The We Gonna Be Alright Becoming Black Lives Matter Chant uh, An encouraging chant For us as a people uh, Us black people That are still On the battlefield Battling against uh, Police brutality The We Gonna Be Alright That's constantly chanted uh, I think that's one of the, the biggest things too That they missed out on So those are just My little tidbits uh, Look at Those are good though. I like those uh, Those yeah. are I think very big moments in the culture that we are gonna be all right like you said that's kind of spiral snowballed into the black lives matter movement within i don't know if kendrick did it intentionally or not but it was very dope and very intentional from jesus with the president is black also dope how the culture kind of lifted barack up and let people know like this we representing for him so that was dope i like those a lot mine was the super bowl and i just thought that that let um, it kind of installed its place in America's fabric. Hip hop did with the Super Bowl. It's the biggest event in America. Everybody's watching. You can't deny Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Fifty Cent. Like people know these songs. They cool with them. Hip hop. It showed that hip hop had been around a long, excuse me, long enough to be able to hold that halftime show and people be pleased with it. So that was my takeaway from that list. But it is a dope list, man. You guys go yeah. check that out on BET.com. Some interesting moments on there. Great conversation piece. Now for the off there question that you do have. Uh, with Madonna wanting to do a feature with K-Dot, Kendrick Lamar, my question mm-hmm. is, who benefits more in these pop and rap collaborations? Is it the pop star? Is it the rap star? And then a part two to the question How can we springboard Off of the pop feature Like they springboard Off of the hip hop feature A couple examples here Justin Timberlake, Miley Cyrus Taylor Swift, MGK So on and so forth So Hmm. who do you think Benefits more in those features Normally That's an interesting question I think if we remove ourselves from our culture and don't look at it from a hip hop lens, that it would be a mutually beneficial relationship. And a couple of examples that I would give going all the way back to Run DMC and Aerosmith uh, with the uh, Christmas song or whatnot. Yeah, that was big for Aerosmith, but it was also big for Run DMC. It started putting them in front of households and eyes that may not have or even known that they existed to no fault of their own it's just different culture 
think when you start having these hip-hop collaborations whether it's juicy j with Katy perry whether it's uh taylor swift saying that she listens to kendrick lamar's backseat freestyle or if it's kanye west cutting off taylor swift at an award show those things bleed over into pop culture and it benefits us in the hip-hop culture from the sense of it makes the palette larger for mainstream society like that backseat freestyle that we love in hip-hop and kendrick lamar for it it may not get accepted if taylor swift doesn't come out like listening to it in her headphones and say that's her favorite song right now like a lot of people may not even tap into that so just like it gives her cool points it also expands the broadness of the impact of a hip-hop artist as well like i said with run dmc going all the way back to them or going all the way back to just the different people who nelly and the country do uh juicy j like i said with katie perry McGraw. it's tim mcgraw yeah it, it's a i think it's a beneficial payoff to both parties if you have the ability to to cross over like run dmc was ready to cross over nelly was ready to cross over you can't do it and not be ready for that crossover and not be ready for that crowd you got to have music that's going to cater to it that's going to catch on it's going to get you in the commercials once they start looking so in order to take advantage of the opportunity you of course have to be prepared for it like with every situation but i do think that it's a mutually beneficial relationship do you feel differently uh you know what i agree i'm almost now i kind of want to turn it a, a little bit does does it even have the same effect as it used to? Because you know how features nowadays, even, yeah, like because even features back then, you know, we already know like the the mystique of like, oh man, East Coast rapper with the West Coast or somebody from the South mm. is featured with. We already know that like within our culture, it, the the steam has kind of died down a little bit just because of access. But like, does it even hold the same weight with the pop and rap feature? And where do you think that it? If we could pick like kind of where was the last pop rap feature that made a real bubble in the market? Like is it suit and tie? Is it what's that? Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake. Nah, it's some past. Some past like that? you had the Juicy J song, I think with I don't know what oh, Miley song Cyrus? was with Katie. That was yeah, well, that might have been the Miley Cyrus maybe twenty thirteen. Uh I think even past you may look for like what are the, the popular ladies like Ariana Grande? Okay. I'm sure she's popular. I'm sure she got some with Hit Boy like or Nikki. one of the producers. Yeah, and uh, Mustard, he does a lot of pop stuff as well. I just, I'm not familiar enough with yeah, the artists off right. the top of my head to be like they they collab. I'm sure it's people that are listening to this that are are into it, yelling at us like, man, they just did it in 2022. You got what such about the such Meek song? and Justin Timberlake song? Yeah, man. like <laughs> I I'm not into the, into yeah. it that way, but. I do think that that says something to it too because it used to be a bigger deal to me when you would see those crossovers and you would pique your interest as a hip-hop fan but i think i've grown to a point where music is just a lot differently and that's probably a conversation mm -hmm. music hits me a lot differently and that's probably a conversation that we'll have here mm -hmm. on one of the chapters just how we digest music but music don't even hit the same for me anymore to be able to gauge how impactful a pop and a rap crossover is in 2022 yeah. like i'd have to tap in with a youngster like i'd tap in with oh, yeah. you you I'd tap in with 19 to 18 i feel like they still 
hold the, the key to popular music that age group 16 and like 22 mm -hmm. as yeah. much as we try to act like we know when we've been in hip-hop you still just can't keep up with it like you want yeah. to like i remember i remember when i was that age the shit that i knew about rapping magazines and sources and xxl that i read and videos and shit that i watched mm -hmm. now a young like I'm the old dude now that I would look at and, and kind of smirk be like, you don't know who this is? Because a young guy come up to me now and be like, you ain't heard of uh, Pop Smoke Op 3592? Like, nah, bro, I don't know him. I mean, he all over the internet. So I think we've reached that point and music has grown that much. Do you, you feel this? Is, like, what you think? Like, do you pick up a lot of new music? Like, I just heard of, and I know I asked you a question, I let you talk. This guy finessed two times. Like he apparently had been big. Like, do you know who that is? Mm, no. I saw a freestyle. I thought it was a joke because he's just like so ratchet and it's like it's like your uncle talking to something rap. Hmm. It sounded like, and I found out who it was and listened to a couple of songs. I was like, okay, I'm fucking with this. But it was like the streets and the kids had been new about it, so. So he, he was he sounded authentic because of that 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 level yeah, of record. Man, he had that that ratchet <laughs> authenticity where you gotta be like, oh, I got to see who this is. Yeah. It's like I similarly like when if you got that voice, man, and you got that like when some people hear you like, ah, oh, this nigga for real. Yeah. This nigga like whatever he said he did, he did that shit. Yeah. I can tell. Like like, like gun like gunplay. Like you like gunplay, that's a great example. Whoa. Do you remember the song um I'm gonna tell you who he reminds me of as far as the voices for this two times guy. Do you remember the song Mr. Big in the motherfucking house talking about these hoes? Have you ever heard that? By who? Maybe too young for that. His name is Mr. Big. He dead. He's from Alabama. But it's guy, if you haven't heard of that, that's definitely the homework assignment. I can't believe <laughs> that you don't know that song. My nigga Scoop's probably hollering at the radio right now. I was just talking to him this weekend. He was giving us some good feedback about the show he said that one of the favorite things about it is when i bring up something like that and you like bro what you talking about? we don't believe well, please. we need more you're gonna have to check that song out boy. let me see it used to make the club go crazy i remember one time he came to nashville it was through the through the wall packed and this is just like a local alabama dude he said one dope ass song and it was his voice is my point and okay. finesse voice sounds like that a lot all right what were you about to say? Uh, I was going to say, um, well, dang, I lost where we was. <laughs> oh, it's the beauty of podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, I. So you were talking about like, you know, kind of taking in things, uh, music consumption. And I think that for me being into it, like I'm and I really like I am. I'm the guy that just watches highlights from like golden eras of things that I cared about I'm watching like the 2000s the all-star games I'm watching documentaries on you know the point guards or like the you know I'm watching the people I grew up on or I'm you know or I'm listening to music or watching docs of things that I grew up on and I think a lot of times with I feel like uh taking in new music I feel like when we were coming up and we were really into it the rap cities the 106 and parks or for you or for me the blog air i feel like those were pivotal moments because it played a part in identifying who we were i feel like or who we are at that time music play i feel like it plays such a part in defining who i am where i couldn't necessarily put it in words of how i feel or who i am or what my th my thought patterns are 
my behavioral patterns but this music that i listen to this playlist these mixtapes that i'm consuming these are the things that define who i am so i i'm all over it but as i've gotten older i feel like now having a grasp for who i am i'm i don't think and i'm not saying this is everybody but i don't think that i need it for that anymore and i'm not and i didn't go into music with that intent but i looking back i think that's that plays a heavy part in the consumption versus now i'm older i'm like okay i'm taking different content in that moves me forward as an older man instead of music mm-hmm. that's interesting just yeah no i'm i'm in the same boat and i think that's going to tie into actually what we're talking about here with confrontation mm-hmm. and what you just said it's interesting in what you just said that at that age I was the same way Like you said Taking the music in Because you're looking For something that You may be missing I feel like I know in my case I've talked about it here Like that music For me substituted Not having A dad around And not having Male Father figures around So I would listen to the music And kind of get Feedback That I was looking for About life from there And then like you said Once you grow older you like okay, I can figure it out. I got my foundation of what I need to do now. You don't really look at it as such anymore because you've grown and kind of molded your own place. So I do agree with that. I think that that music teaches us. However, if we don't have another voice there with us, how to handle situations correctly and incorrectly, especially with confrontation. Especially when you go into situations with a lot of bravado, chest out. I got to be the the hard person, pause. I got to be the, the the that dude or I got to be the, the, the whatever the word that you want to use right there. I feel like a lot of that comes from digesting the music at that age yeah. and that music raising you into that place and then you kind of look at it when you get 40 and you're like man that was that was a pretty stupid decision why did i even think that way yeah you know but you're not able to do that at whatever ages beforehand and know that the music is even affecting you that way yeah so i do agree with that i'm, I'm the same way i don't even look to music as much i i still know dudes my age though at 12 o'clock oh. when the music dropped they there on it i couldn't i couldn't imagine doing that in my yeah. big age but hey you like Bro. it and i think hip-hop and, and rap itself was direct access more than anything you know at that time <clears throat> i don't to, think it's changed though we just got old well I, I ain't gonna say i'm not saying it's not changed. it's still it's still that yeah. i'm saying like you still I'm, talk to the kids yeah. now the way they feel nba young boy the way they feel the drill rappers in new york the way they feel niggas like finesse two times the money bag or vince staples on the west coast like it's the same thing we just have grown out of in my opinion but do you feel like <laughs> do you feel like in some area and we don't know this is me just theorizing here or, or coming up with a question but do you feel like the the some of the music that they're listening to they're kind of force feeding their feelings to connect with it versus that ain't really how you feel because of nah, nah, nah you don't think I so do that. no okay. Okay. because I feel like that they would try to put that on us like in reality, if someone comes and say, well, nigga, why are you such a fan of Tupac, a West Coast gangster rapper coming from and you in Nashville, Tennessee? Like you could apply the same things, I feel like, in every generation. But mm-hmm. as a youngster, as a youth, when you in those years, man, it's oh, yeah. hard to know what's going to 
make an impression on you. Like it's that's, that's if you can figure that out, if the companies can figure that out, you got a gold mine. But it's hard to understand what makes an impression on a youth at that age. And I mm-hmm. think that those artists, when you are in your emotions, some some of it sometimes you're right, like they doing it just to cater to what they're listening to. But some of it, I think, is a lot of it. I think is authentic because you don't get those type of connections that the artists have, like an NBA young boy and you looking in the crowd and they word for word crying listening to this nigga. Or same thing with a uh, um, my got juice word. World. Like it, they yeah. just, the connection hey. is there. Travis Scott, like the connection yeah. XX is there. Tentacion. XXX, absolutely. So yeah. yeah, I feel like the connections are there still. Yeah, good conversation about that. Okay, yeah. all right, confrontation, man. Just some. I want to know one with these videos that we saw. Like we can talk about those. As we talk through the confrontation bit, when you saw <laughs> this dude and this woman in the airport arguing, right? And I sent it over to you. Your initial response was, oh, I've seen that shit before. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you showing me? He was like, nigga, what are you showing me? Like, why are you sending this to me? <laughs> like, I see niggas fighting in the airport every day. Yeah. But if you stuck around to the end, which I pointed out, you said you had it, he was like, okay, that's a good point. Like, no, it was I yeah, and it was just like his Latin chick, or she was—I don't know if she was black or not. She may have been mixed. Who knows? Yeah. However, it was a dude that worked at the airport. He's going back and forth with her, which I never understand. Like, if I'm at work, nigga, like you got it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna call the manager. If I'm the manager, you got it. Like, we we can call the police, but I'm not gonna fight you at all. I'm at work, nigga. We ain't putting in no work for work. However, <laughs> this dude didn't feel that way, arguing, chest bumping with a chick for some reason. Mm-hmm. And it got kept building, kept building, kept building. And she smacked him. After she smacked him, he felt like it was on. He do the bull rush, knock an- another man over trying to get to her, tackle her. And in the midst of all that, another black man finds himself saying oh you're not gonna hit a woman you're not gonna beat that girl up in here dog and now these two niggas is chest to chest and they about to fight all over that confrontation that he had with some lady who was upset about her travel arrangements sure they looking back at it now feeling retarded however mo i do want to know before it gets to the point of the two black men bumping chests and feeling like they gotta fight to defuse this situation what did you take from it when you were like oh, I've seen this before and then you re-back double back up with new eyes and looked at it and then you had a, a, a new realization I should say well I would I would say that it's like watching anything when everybody watches something nobody watches everything when they're watching something because you can't watch everything while you're watching something you're going to always miss something. That's why we rewatch things. We go back and we look at things. So my focus in the initial watch was just him and her. I seen God at the end. I'm like, okay, he stopped. And it's like, okay. And then that was, it wasn't, it really wasn't that long at that point. It was more on the salacious, controversial side of the video, what I was focusing on. Right. Uh, Which was the lady and the man arguing and him going off and tackling her and all oh, that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yep. When I seen it, I said I've seen this before. And the reason I said I've seen this before is because dude was like, first off, he was out of pocket. Like you you at work. Which one? 
the dude uh, that worked the guy that worked there the heavy set guy that was going back and forth with the the, the woman yeah I don't know if he caught she caught him on a bad day but I'm gonna chalk it up as you know insecure you know insecure low self-esteem I'm on, what, that's a good observation I'm gonna chalk it up and we'll talk about this with the police dude too in, in the video mm-hmm. with the guys in Georgia like I just it irks me in today's society and I guess because I'm older I notice this more the lack of professionalism across every industry mm-hmm like, I don't know if it's because people feel like that they got their own thing going on on social media and I can be this character or I'm not sure where the I don't know if courage is the right word, but amongst everywhere where customer service has to be present or even not even customer service, just where there has to be a level of professionalism to do your job. And that's even in fast food to me. Like there's some sort of professionalism that you should have to be facing towards customers. Like you should be able to handle, I ain't gonna say like hostage negotiation, but you should definitely be able to handle your head in situations like this. So my problem with him there is the professionalism part. Like do your job, bro. Your job ain't to argue with this lady about her ticket. Like all you need to do is get her situation resolved. If she yells, if she mad, it's hard to swallow. I get it. However, your job ain't to stand there arguing, bump chest and fight with a lady. That's not it at all. Call security, do whatever you got to do. So I lose all empathy for him as I see him going back and forth with someone. I don't care that she called him gay. I don't care what, how offended he was by what she was saying. At the end of the day, you at work, bro. And I'm sure you need that job or she wouldn't be there. So handle it as such. Why not be more professional where you ain't got to even get to this level and you guys are going back and forth doing this? People, well, I think... I think a lot of people are unprofessional. A part of it is people not happy. <laughs> people are not happy with what they're doing. They're not happy with what's something about their life. They're not happy about their relationship. They're not happy with their weight. Mm. People not happy. So they go to work emotional. They're not here to be professional. I'm here to collect my check and I'm here to leave. Anything mm. that detours that process. I ain't going. That makes sense. That is not right. And especially okay. if you fucking with me. Yeah. Now you didn't jump in. That makes sense. Yeah. So people, a lot of people. That's why employees. Uh, it's it's a lot lower right now. It's a lot lower as far as uh, everywhere saying we're hiring. We're looking for staff because people are not happy. People not satisfied. And then on top of that, I've spoke this before. With like when I was working at the school with middle schoolers. Uh, I understood their thought patterns And I realized that adults are uh, Adopting some of these themes And that theme is that People feel like everybody's watching Because of a social mm-hmm. media era that we, You always think somebody watching show. You always think somebody yeah. watching This is why This is why retaliation comes to Now I'm about to kill somebody Because so you, you refuse to be embarrassed You refuse to be embarrassed That makes sense yeah, yeah, That makes refuse, a lot of sense Yeah, You refuse to be embarrassed You refuse to look bad You refuse to take the L So I'm gonna one up you No matter what the case is Where I'm at Professionalism Out the door So I don't have sympathy for him However I've only spoke from one Piece which is I've seen this before As far as A woman Getting He's out of pocket But Women are out of It doesn't excuse her behavior Neither you know, she is the customer. The customers are always right. We get that. But 
there's just a certain respect level you gotta have for a man, just like a man gotta have for a woman. You don't get to dog men, yeah, and get to You don't get to do that. Yeah, that's true. However, as a man, I feel like that if you're going, if if you want to stick that point home to a woman, you don't respond by. Oh, we finna go toe to toe. Your response facts. is going through the proper channels to get whatever needs to happen to her to happen. If you got to call security or police, because you, like you said, I, I'm not trying to stand here and then now I'm coming to blows with a lady. Yeah, like that's the last thing that you should want to do as a man. So, if like what you're saying is true, and she needs to learn a lesson to, hey, you need to stop bucking up the man. And the only way that I'm gonna teach her that is not by putting my hands yeah. on it, it's by. Yeah. Making the correct call to the authorities and being like, "Hey, you got to deal with the consequences of what's going on," and that's a lot of the time that you're in those confrontations. People get hot-headed; they don't want to deal. Well, excuse me, don't think about the consequences. But I do have a question for you based on that. Mm-hmm. What is your approach when something goes awry and you're out? Like from either if you're at work and you're approached by a customer or a coworker, and it could lead to a confrontation do you diffuse it or do you go there with them or like if you're out something's wrong with your order or you're getting a little sass <laughs> from somebody on the other side like how do you handle it do you take it there and be like okay let me see is this this motherfucker really won't like you're gonna fuck around and find out or do you not even let it get to you nah i mean i've been in scenarios i worked at plenty of fast food and restaurant places so i know like mm-hmm. the direct to customer action i've been there i've even been a waiter so i know all about like you know having those awkward confrontational tussies or what have you i'm not the person that's gonna go back and forth with you i'm more so the mean mug not even mean mug but go stare rest, digger down <laughs> rest in face and like inside like i might have my fist balled and i'm getting more and more quiet I'm that person. I get more and more quiet. If you push me over the top, I mess around. I'm just I'm going I'm going to throw it on somebody else. I'm like, hey, hey, y'all gotta do that. Like, ah, oh, no, no, you better do that, or I'm out. Like, it's that because I I will leave before I'll react that way. And, and when you were, if you at work, you're speaking of work. What if yeah. what if you at a restaurant? You're getting a little snazzy, little you and your wife, y'all out to eat. She getting smart with your wife, slickly to say something slick to your daughter, like just because, like you said, not maliciously necessarily, but I ain't getting paid enough. Y'all doing too much. She might feel like like I've been trying to take your order for ten minutes. You can't decide, so she give you a little attitude. Like, how do you approach that? I mean, that, that literally, I'm I'm gonna get the manager. Or matter of fact, I'm like, oh, okay, oh, wow. you know what? I'm like, you know what? You good? You good? Nah, well, I gotta take this table because this is my area. Now you good? I'm, hey, I'm gonna go talk to the host. Hey, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Can you can you bring your suit manager out, please? Boom, that's it. That's, that's it. Like if okay. you if you, here's the thing I struggle with, my bro. I have a really hard time with disrespect. Like I told you about the basketball story. Like I've gotten better, but I again, but what some people would deem as disrespect i i wouldn't like i don't get offended by a lot of things however it's just something that it hits that button for me you got to throw the ball at the car i gotta throw the ball at the car you know what i mean putting or, everything on the or line, you know yeah yeah that's true so i i'm kind of different man my approach is kind of different i'm more of a laid back guy and up until recently, as I started to get more into 
finding myself and I go into therapy and being able to uh, articulate those feelings as you were talking about earlier previously I just let that shit go and whoever I was eating with probably like, man that's a bitch you a bitch what nigga what he got going on where they being so mean mm-hmm. however what I found out to get to the root of those problems and to nip them in the bud calling people out not aggressively not uh not meeting them with that same energy however just letting them know like you said hey man you kind of been an asshole dog like i ain't i came to you with good energy like i ain't i didn't do anything for you to be this way towards me so what's up like what what you got going on do i need to get someone else to to wait on me or do i need to talk to the manager i always like to give them the opportunity to self-correct because a lot of times like what you said Man, somebody just having a rough day. They might have just had a fucked up phone call. You don't know what they got going on at home. So I try to be really graceful in the sense of, oh, I'm going to escalate this ASAP. Let's get the manager out here. Oh, oh, you shouldn't be coming at me like that. What's up with you? I call them out first. Like, hey, man, you're acting like a bitch. <laughs> or something like, not that aggressive, of course, yeah. but in a articulate way that you can let them know, like, I ain't appreciating, like, the energy that you bring in my way, my nigga, and you at work. So, like, it, it should definitely be a higher quality. And a lot of times, maybe eight out of 10, people will be like, damn, you know what? You're right. My bad. Nah. I had this going on. I promise you. The way bro, you just I, came? Nah. Well, I'm, I'm saying not not that. Not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more tactful in saying it, but just pointing it out to them like, hey, I didn't come at you that way. I'm not sure what you got going on today, but I ain't, I don't appreciate the energy that you bring in me. Something simple as that. I've done that more times than not, and they've responded and be like, you know what? You're right. I had a long day, or I didn't know I was coming off that way. I just got into it with the manager, a coworker, and a lot of the times they'll adjust on site before you even got to do anything else other than just show that you paying attention, and I'm not about to let you have this type of service towards me. That go a long way sometimes. Just calling people out and not letting that shit affect you, or you taking it personally. I mean, you don't agree. I mean, no, I agree. I mean, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know what I'm saying? I, I think for me, the difference probably between me and you is you trust yourself more in in your reaction. Okay. I don't trust my reaction with, yeah, with certain moments. Like, I know certain things, I'll play it in my head. I already told y'all, I have like mm. a, a, a down-the-road viewpoint. Like, I always see the steps leading up to something. So... I don't trust my reaction because I know how mad I can get. I don't get mad. So I know how mad I can get if I start playing out all of the factors. Okay, so you just you slam my plate down. Okay. All right. Well, why are you I, offended I, by that? Then, then, like okay. none of that has anything no, 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 to do no. with you really. I'm not offended <laughs> until you do the thing that got me offended. Now I'm going back and playing everything up to it. So it's That's like the point. Yeah. So it's like, okay. <laughs> You you talking in kind of way? Well, you, I mean, you could have just said that. I could have just got the ketchup when you asked. I mean, I could have just brought it to your table. Why ain't, or then make a joke like I, I could have just got it for you. Like, why didn't you say that in the first? Or whatever the case is. Like, but if they're relentless on, like, okay, you kind of keep having snappy responses to the point I'm. But see, I think that's the importance. To ask you to do your job. Like, can you please? I ask. Can you put the chips on the side? I didn't want my chips with the nacho. Can I? If I'm getting to that point, I'm not. I'm not your manager. I ain't about to tell you 
Hey, see, I think that's up. the importance of calling shit out, bro. Like you can't, you let like two slide. I ain't letting no. I right, now to catch up here. Now you threw my plate down. Now the food call. Like we ain't finna do all of that. Like the first two. All right, some what's up? Like let me know. Do I need to get another server? Do we need to do something else here? So I, I even in your case, I think it's important for you not to get frustrated. You calling them out a little earlier than because once you start playing it out of your mind, of course you're gonna be offended. Our mind play dirty tricks on us, bro. As far as thinking people are against us when they not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta pause and be like, you know what? Maybe I took that the wrong way. I know I'm bad at that. I'm actually good way. at that though. I'm, I'm actually good about not taking it personal in regards to. Oh, are they they coming? What they coming at me? Like, wait, what is this? Like, even we had our, our when we had our disagreement. That's because I I don't I didn't know you you know what I mean so I'm like okay I'm on defense and then it's just that man testosterone coming out where you you like okay how are we gonna deal with this confrontation which it really wasn't it was just a disagreement or misunderstanding but like I'm not gonna let it build up like the minute they put the fork down weird or like they drop it I'm like okay that's strike number one like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna it sound like that's what nah, you were saying no nah, what happens is like if you like okay I'm feeling your energy. And I'm like, okay, cool. They seem chill. I'm like, hey, my name is uh, my name is Sarah. What, how can, what can I get for you? You know, you're like, okay, can I get that? And, like, and then they're like, okay, all right. So when you say you feel that energy, how do you respond to that? Are you nicer, or do you just like it's whatever until they offend me? Like, does that mo move you in any way? Well, what a move me is if the food is not good with that move. No, I'm talking about even before the food. Like somebody approach you with good or bad energy. Like, do you match that energy, or are you like I'm temperamental all the way through until you make me get off my one two? Good energy with good energy, temperate with bad energy. So mm. I'm just gonna keep it regular. I'm like okay because I'm like maybe. Have you ever that- tried being overly nice to motherfuckers with bad attitudes? Never. I do that just to be an asshole Because one or two things happen Either they get even madder and I'm pissing them off Or they come down <laughs> See I don't trust it because I'm like bro I don't know if I'm about to You yeah, know what I mean nice and they done pissed you off That's what I'm saying because now I'm, I'm playing it I can't trust what your reaction Going to be and I definitely don't trust what my really? reaction Going to be if I know I'm pissing you off Or I'm trying to be Condescending to somewhat Diffuse whatever's going on here So I can't trust my reaction because I'm like what am I going to do in this scenario right now you know what I mean like I'm like mm. I'm not, I didn't come so here. have you played out you sound like you played out the nigga scenario in your head what happens to oh, you yeah. a random white person calls you a nigga in public oh no nah, you ain't gonna nah I mean you ain't gonna trick you out your spot nah. like that like well, let's say alright let's say you you going in the grocery store you grabbing a cart right. white man right there he walking you both of y'all walking to grab a cart at the same time and he's like hey watch it nigger and just goes on about his day you know what bro I will probably be like yo that's hilarious and then just keep going I, okay, that's I think funny, it's so though. funny that white people think that's a trigger word. Like you know. just go automatically, oh, we finna fight, nigga. I'm blood rush out, man. Like, nigga, come like, on. Like, damn. I, I mean, I almost be like in my head, I always playing that out. Like, if that happens, what I would I laugh. I just I be like, I would laugh. But he would get the cart, too, though. Like, like man, as I'm walking through on one of those aisles, you definitely gonna get a little smudge with the cart a little bit. Oh, my fault, man. I didn't even see you right there as I <laughs> ran all over the back of your foot. Into I'm, your I'm, I'm calling the police and saying, the, you know what I mean? Like, those are the, but. <laughs> but that that's that's the thing where it's like it's like that happens it's like 
It's like, dang, you can't get more creative than that. That's it. You mm. ain't. There's a lot of derogatory uh, terms. That's it. That's all you got. That that's creative. <laughs> you know what I mean? For me, I feel like I can handle myself. Now, what you're talking about, where I wouldn't feel comfortable, is when if I'm with my mom, if I'm with my girl. I know your case. If you with your daughter, like if I'm with someone who ultimately I'm supposed to be like protecting, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be as like you saying um, snazzy or sarcastic or give it as much leeway because I don't want them to hide. like if you offend them now, it's going into a whole different place as to where I, like you said I don't know what I'm gonna do because those are the people that you love and the people that you want to protect. So I do Like with me If I'm dolo It's it's a different story Because like you said I am pretty much have an idea Of how I can respond To act and stuff As a black man Living in this life For the years that I have However Like you said When it comes to the emotion Of having someone That you feel like You got to protect with you I think that's a different story And that's That's the thing I'm, I'm most times With, with your them. wife And your shit That makes so, sense Okay so, See that makes a lot of sense And then you got to add this. So this And then you got to remember The stakes are higher because how you handle yourself, like your woman, your man, your significant other is always watching how you care, especially as the king of the castle, the man of, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. watching how you react. So you're figuring out how much to pour on and how much to scale back. If I scale too far back, you looking at me like, dang, you just let niggas just run this over This nigga you. just gonna let me, yeah. Yeah, you just like, dang, you just talk like, to me like this? Right. <laughs> but if you put too much on, it could escalate into something else. Too extra, yeah. Now I gotta yeah. build this nigga out of jail. Right. Or, 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 just kept his head. or it's worse. A, it's a fine line. Or worse, yeah, you get the scrap line. and you taking the L. Or did they just get the best of and you? We'll, like, <laughs> we'll talk about that in that video that we seen where the two, my God, uh, I ain't gonna keep saying his name because he ain't ready to talk about it yet, man. He's really uh he definitely yeah. wasn't feeling anything <laughs> to do with having conversations about okay. this right now. But at some point maybe he will. Yeah. However, before we wrap on that one, my main point was before it even got to those two black men bumping chests, and if you're gonna fight somebody, fight me as the other guy mm-hmm. broke in there and said, Bro, if you're gonna be the nigga that come to save her, then do it a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Like I that that's what irritated me the most. Like my nigga, don't come up here when this nigga adrenaline already rushing. He done tackled this bitch. All of this shit didn't win a ride. Now you the big tough guy because he on ten ready to beat the girl up. I feel it's a lot more responsible. If you if you feel that way, if you gonna be the nigga to step in, then defuse the situation before it get there. Don't sit there and read your fucking iPad until all the corruption is on ten, and now you right here for the fight with a man because you claim that you trying to protect a woman when really, like you said. You're just being performative I thought that was a great point Like all you're doing Is putting on a show my nigga Cause if you wanted to stop this You wouldn't be right here Trying to fight this man Because he trying to hit this woman Who offended him in his job You would have heard that commotion You would have seen these people filming You would have took it upon yourself Like I said If you bad enough to tell the nigga He gotta fight you to hit the woman You would have started a lot earlier in your campaign to get this shit nipped in the bud so i do feel like that was a great point as far as nigga you just perform now you two niggas here performing all and this bitch over here crying like she ain't did shit wrong when she started the whole goddamn thing man i i, I hear what you say i if i don't agree though i can't say i agree mm. dude should have got started earlier just because this is like real life you know what i'm saying like yeah. hindsight's 2020 so in real time you know niggas is just really watching just saying okay at you in your head, you're playing like, okay, he gonna chill out, he gonna cool off. His manager gonna get him. You playing all of this out before you be like, 
Okay, somebody gonna step in? Okay, I guess, guess I gotta what, step though? in. You ain't the person to stop it then. Just like he, like if that's going through, if, if the first thing in your head ain't like, man, let me get in front of this and go ahead and stop this, then you ain't the person to stop it. But, but maybe but, you may be. But ahead. that may not, but that sometimes. <laughs> You, you have a tough moment and you're not the tough guy you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and sometimes that process of thinking is build his courage up yeah well yeah well yeah 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 because you you know when you're about to do something scary or you about to get out of character and you're counting up the risk this nigga could really knock me out if I step in this dude can pummel me for nothing and I don't but even know this bitch I don't even know her you know what I'm saying and then the stakes is high dang somebody recording so there's a lot forever. Yeah, so a lot is riding on this decision. So jumping in early when you're just trying to get your ticket to fly, bro. I, That's I part got- of the thing with confrontation too. Like <sighs> once you make the decision, it starts going downhill real fast. As far as our oh, shit now, a minute I can't back out there. Oh yeah. Like we here, we chest to chest. Even if I do feel like this nigga finna knock me out, what I'm gonna do at this point? Yeah. We here, so like I gotta play it all the way through. Oh, yeah. That's another big part of it too. Yeah. So we will agree to disagree on that because okay. I, I like my, my nigga. If if uh, I just the performative part, you just got me with that. I think that was an excellent point, man. Like my nigga, I understand sitting there and processing, and this is real time, and you plan through everything in your head. But if you're gonna meet me with that type of energy. Of course it's going to be like another fight Or another confrontation And I just feel like if that's what you're trying to avoid Then you do that a lot sooner Or you come in different Like just come in like uh, You may risk the, uh, getting knocked out If you coming in like hey bro I ain't causing no harm here I ain't trying to fight you I'm just trying to defuse this Maybe he knocks you out in the process mm-hmm. But at least you know you try without increasing the level of uh, Animosity in the situation Hot take Niggas just be yeah. really It ain't even a hot take I think look, quiet is kept Niggas be scared to go to jail bro I think I think a lot of times Like I know me Yeah like, wait, Once You just think It don't matter what happens that here That's I'm what's go about to, to happen Yeah like, Once you realize That's like And that's what the chick In that last video Once you realize That's about to happen Oh it's okay. different Okay You like oh yeah. shit yeah. <laughs> You back skit Man I, listen man We gonna talk about it Let's All talk right. about The little league football Just for a moment Because okay. it's, it's really Not a lot to unpack there Um, Again this was in Dallas it was an argument at a little league football game. I actually am buddies with a referee, so it's three degrees of separate. I'm gonna get him on here. Maybe we talk about the the violence amongst the referees and coaches at some point, and maybe have that as a good conversation with little league sports and black men. However, what happened? They got in an argument. This guy was a pillar in the community with his sports team, and he gets in an argument with another person, a coach. I'm not sure who that person was, but they shot him on the field in front of his team, in front of his son who played quarterback for the team. And it was another one of those things when we're talking about confrontation this week. When you look at it and you like, at what point did this nigga, like you you went to a little league football game. Did you play little league football? Uh, I played summer league, but I was a teenager basketball. Okay. Not, yeah, not little league. So I, I played little league football. I played, I played little league football from seven until 12. We used to play up on the hill. All the community citizens in Nashville would have a team and we would all come to one team, but one center on Saturdays and play on the hill. And these was this was the hood. Like this was it. The hoods from each part of town. From the east side, from the west side, the north side. That's where the centers was in the hood and it was, you know, black based. 
I say all of that to say, man, I played on that hill for five years. It wasn't. It may have been a fight or two. Like that happened, of course. Maybe I just went in that age group where niggas was coming up there strapped, looking for the smoke, arguing with coaches to the point where it's going to get to somebody's getting shot. That shit was mind boggling to me. Like it was almost like when we played on Saturdays and the generation I grew up, that shit was almost like a church. Like ain't no bullshit going down up here. Everybody, kids running around free. Like it's it's nothing detrimental going on up here. It's football if you like football. The kids, if you're here to be with the kids, you can sell uh, snacks and drinks and shit. Like it was just a, a dope place to be. So it, the most his son football game to go watch a little football, and he was like, "Let me get the strap. Let me put the strap in my waistband and have it with me." Now, let me be out here on the field with the kids with the strap. And then furthermore, I get in a confrontation with a nigga. I got the strap on me. Oh, I'm going to pull it out and shoot him in front of 40, 50 kids. That shit is fucking crazy. That the thought process never occurred to him. Like, I don't even need the strap at the game. Unless a nigga was beefing. I don't know how it is in Dallas or how they get down on their pool politics. Maybe it's a dangerous place to be at football games. But my point in seeing all that was where I'm from in Nashville, football was like a sanctuary, bro. Like, none of that shit wasn't going down when we was playing. Yeah. Similar experience for you in sports? Yeah, I mean, you know, just regular, regular. You know what I mean? Like, you understood if, if you know, it took a lot, for, I feel like, for black parents or black moms you like, you know, it's like, okay, I got to pay the little money to put them in the, the league. I got to, I got to get them the little jerseys and stuff. So if I do this, boy, you better not act up or, you know, or they, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and then, you They're know, the coaches, my money. yeah, and they talking to the coaches, you know what I mean? I just, but again, bro, I, I don't know how many times I'm going to come down on this, but again, I still think a lot of stuff stems from uh, insecurity and thinking that everybody's watching and being scared to take the mm. L or to be embarrassed or to look bad. People now don't want to look bad because they think it lives with you forever or everybody's watching. In that moment, you can defuse it differently. You don't even have to have it, but let alone in that moment, you, <laughs> because of whatever y'all was into, you can't defuse it so before looking bad i'm ta- i'm going to one up the notch again by doing this and i don't care what mm. nobody think and i don't care how nobody feel and i don't care what until you now you have to care because now you you you're being sentenced now you've affected lives of children and mothers and this family now you care people need to spend more time Metaphorically On pre-production mm. What do you think, mean When you say pre-production Pre-production Think about it Before you do it Like people do How you they, think Yeah What do you think The lack of pre-production Is though And I, I have a theory That it's Like most people In survival mode It's hard to think And I, we talked about this On one of the episodes Before But it's hard to think ahead mm-hmm. If you're just trying To survive for it today mm-hmm. Yeah And for most niggas is hustling or living check to check or whatever it may be it's hard for you to say well I can't take this risk because five years from now I'm gonna have this going on most niggas is like tomorrow I got to have this so like you said if a nigga offended me today what they gonna say about me tomorrow when I go back to the hood niggas laughing at me and shit oh no this shit ain't gonna fly mm-hmm. so a lot of niggas is in survival mode and they can't think or process past in the moment mm-hmm. what do you think uh, I just think that 
even if you and we did speak on it yeah and i, I think i was th- thinking in that way where i'm like that survival but i think even in that it's like you ain't got to think that far down the road you just got to think like yo if i pull this gun out how are people gonna look at me just now just that and then or dang is it that serious like it's these things that are or uh initial in the moment thinking I feel like don't take a long second to just think about you ain't thinking about yeah I might do time or yeah I, I'm now I'm, I'm I got I'm being charged for this gun or I'm being charged for of course you ain't thinking about all that because you're trying to defuse it and you like I'm with whatever's coming my way right now and this is the way I'm choosing to handle it however I think in those moments it's like ah oh, man what's ladies around I ain't about to that's I'm going crazy well hold up hold on I'm a I'm a coach I'm a father I'm a hold up let me wait a minute let me okay maybe I'm I'm doing too much. Like, okay, wait a minute. He ain't really trying to kill me. I'm just going to throw hands on. Like, it's just quick things I feel like could be thought in that moment. They don't have to be a, a way down the road thinking. People, I think people don't focus on that pre-production, that thinking before doing things because people don't think it's authentic. People don't think it's real. People don't think it's honest. See, when you go off the cuff and just do whatever, that's the real me. Well, that's just me. People use that excuse. Ah, oh, it's just me. That's that's just me. That's how I be. That's what I. People do that all the time. But you, when you gather a thought and navigate based on what you thought about first, then you, then people are like, oh, you being fake. You you being fake. That ain't how you really feel. That ain't really how you really move. You 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 doing that on purpose? Yes, I am doing it on purpose. Yeah, and pre-production helps you with what you're saying. Well, what we're talking about with confrontation, because if you have a goal in mind, like we've talked about here before, then, you know, sometimes like I can argue with this nigga and I can get my point off and I can be right. Or this shit ain't really got nothing to do with what I got going on. We just can disagree and I'm going to keep it moving. Yeah. When you have something that you're looking at down the line and, and stuff that you are, you know, working towards, it's a lot easier Especially like you're saying, if you went through pre-production and you thought about it, I'm like, man, you know what? My objective here and why I'm here ain't even, I ain't talking about here on this earth. When I'm even in a specific event or area that you're in where you may come into confrontation with somebody, the objective may be there to go network or go have fun or take your lady out to have a good time or go kick it with your homeboys. Usually the objective ain't to go, I'm going to get in fisticuffs or have a confrontation with somebody. So if you can keep that in mind, like you yeah. said, with pre-production, it's like, what am I even doing here? Mm-hmm. Out of body, out of body moment there before you really get into it, and I know it happens quick. Oh yeah, it does. I know it happens quick, but sometimes you can be like, man, you know what? You got it. It's cool, <laughs> You got it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But people are scared to be embarrassed because it's so again performative, as you yeah. said. Lastly, man, in our relevant topics towards confrontation for the week at AWITB, that's another week in the books. Mm -hmm. If you're enjoying the show, man, remember to shoot us an email, AWITB2022 at gmail.com. We will read your questions, comments about the show, any contributions that you want to make. Also, go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, like, do all the good things that you do for podcasts that you like. Most importantly, tell someone that you know that you're listening to another week in the books so we can grow the listenership that way. That way. Absolutely. Mo, another one came out last video that we'll talk about here in our relevant events uh, topics for the week. This was here in in Georgia where I was at. <laughs> and 
funny how I, I caught wind of it. I would have never seen this. I don't be on Shade Room or anything. I do follow the Georgia everything, so I would have seen it there. Hmm. But my barber from Detroit, my guy, I've talked about him here before. Uh, he hit me up. <laughs> niggas talk. Detroit niggas is hilarious. They <laughs> extra to the extras, extras T. So I get a text. Well, actually, I got a phone call from him. It was like 830. I'm random. He never calls me that late. Listen, it's about some TV shit. And I was just left the gym or something. So I didn't answer. Screen the call. Hung up. He called me right back. I'm like, ah, what is, what's <laughs> going on? So I didn't answer that on the right back either. When Bro. I when I when I don't answer, I'm not answering. Like I always, I'll never understand why people do that. Like if I didn't answer on that first one, bro, I'm definitely not gonna answer on the the right back double up. The best thing you can do is text me. Boy, so I, hope I you did have a child because there's so many things. I just be like, <laughs> bro, that, that will not work. I'm not with answering emergencies on that happen. <laughs> You can't schedule emergencies, bro. I text him though. I text right. him. I shot him a time like, "What's up, bro? Right. I'm work. I'm doing. I'm recording. What up? Right. I just ain't ready to talk right now." <laughs> and he was like, it, "All caps." The nigga responded, "They got Nick." <laughs> so Nick, I've done podcasts with before. It's my homeboy. I uh, from frames per second and he's been on on deck before uh dead in hip-hop a brilliant young brother man I, very very entertained by the content and the stuff that he does and puts out and i introduced him to my barber because he asked me why i got my hair cut he was looking so that's how they know each other <laughs> long story short kimani my barber hits me up i didn't answer. he texts me in all caps they got nick so then i call him i'm like bro what are you talking about what happened Oh, you ain't seen the video, nigga. They got Nick, man. They got him. Such and such. I, I was like, what, what are you talking about? And he said, go on. Uh, <laughs> go on. I'm going to send you the link. Look at it and call me back. So I look at the link, not even knowing what to expect. Because keep mind, it was just on 10. <laughs> and I look at it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's Nick. Damn. And um, as I play it out and play it out, I'm looking at it. And I'm like. Well, what's about to happen here he's saying they got nick he don't look like the nigga talking but if you've seen the video i ain't gonna keep explaining you know what happened they were in a park after dark and police pulled up on them told him to sign a citation because you're not supposed to be there after dark they get out they go to signing the citation nick signs it my guy signs it the lady with him the young lady refuses to sign it she wants to know the officer's badge number and name she asked him a couple times really making this a harder process than it has to be and at the end of the day she gets taken to jail because she's air quotes here resisting because the guy gave her the opportunity he said twice all you have to do is sign this piece of paper and you won't go to jail she in turn says verbatim oh i'm not signing this paper so he says, oh, you're not signing where you're going to jail and that's when what you just talked about when people realize they're going to jail some click it's like oh 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 wait wait i didn't know we were being for real here i didn't understand that this wasn't tv okay i'll sign it it's too late now it's too late my girl like you can't sign it now Go ahead, and that man. was the gist of the video yeah and my question to you here i almost wonder what would you think <laughs> I, I i i did i i i'm gonna let you tell me what <laughs> okay. you have to say and then i have something to say about it but i just want to know like did you have sympathy 
sympathy for her as you saw that play out zero sympathy sir mm. no what these are, and again i i know some of y'all listeners like man this man always make it a black and white thing i'm sorry that's the world we it was a in. black police officer though yes it was a black police yeah. officer well would you have done this if this was a white police officer oh i didn't even never that was the first thing that. i said like y'all, y'all want you want to be like oh well, he's would you have done this if this was a white police officer? Now nah, you've been scared That's for your life, question. but you, you always, when it comes to us and us being professional, speaking Man, of that earlier, doing what we are supposed to do, him being an officer and giving her more chances than a white officer is going to do. Because he's not going to, he's going to say, ma'am, I'm going to say this one time. If you sign this or you're going to be, we're going to go, we're going to put you in handcuffs. We're going to take you downtown. He does it and he says, So you're not gonna sign it? So you're not he gave his information, everything. You refuse and he's like, oh now I wanna you don't get no chance. This is the law, bro. Like that's what made me so mad. Like, dude, it's not just a black dude walking around pretending to be a cop. He's a police officer. This, this the is the law. real deal. The real deal. And that was yeah, that was the first thing that I thought too. Like clearly she hasn't had a lot of interaction with police. Like that was the first thing that I thought. And it may not be anything to be proud of having numerous interactions with police, but at least you're going to walk away with knowing how to handle yourself around police. And I say that to say, like you said earlier, once they made the determination that you're going to jail, ain't no explaining that you're going to do all of that shit for the court now. You might well just put your hand behind your back if you don't want another charge. Hop in that car, take that ride, get your bail and your calls together. Because once they've made, once they get like, we always just say this thing growing up in the building. If you get hit with the a police officer like pulling up on you anywhere and they, hey, come here, let me talk to you. It's over. Hey, come here, let me have a word with you for a moment. All now, no, because you're going to jail because they already didn't seen something before they called you over there. Mm-hmm. However, I say that to say. I could tell in my first thing wasn't if that was a white dude, would you have did that? Mine was, oh, clearly she ain't dealt with a lot of police before. Right? I could tell, like Nick signing the paper, let's get out of here. And he can't really speak for her because I don't know the relationship that he had with the girl. I'm not sure how familiar he was with her, but he can't just tell her, hey, just sign it and let's go. So he had to let her cook for a little bit. <laughs> And I think, do you think I'm going to say something different here about the professionalism? While I don't agree with her, and I do very much so think that she was in the wrong, I still, because of my experiences with police and because of all the things that we've seen in the news, I still throw more responsibility on him. And I told this to Nick last night when I seen him, and he disagreed with me as well. And my homie Ken from Dan, and he disagreed with me. And you may. But in my opinion, it doesn't fall on her to not act like that. She's new in this situation. She's just a civilian, bro. His job as a police is diffusing the situations. This is why we've seen so many times black men get shot. This is why we see so many times in confrontation that it goes the wrong way because not only us, black men or civilians come in with our chest out, you have guys that are police that approach that situation as well. Oh, I can't believe you talking to me like this and I got a badge. I I can't believe I got this job so I could talk to motherfuckers like this. They may not say that, but that's the approach that a lot of them have. So I say that to say, you know this little girl don't want to go to jail, bro. Grown woman, whatever you want to classify her as. 
this is a scary situation for people who haven't dealt with cops before you seeing all this shit on the news why can't you extend her a little bit more and tell her your name again give her the opportunity to sign the paper again because you know she doesn't want to go to jail bro but just because oh i'm at my limit oh i told you twice oh i feel disrespected oh you're supposed to respect me because i'm a police officer and i shouldn't have to tell you three times now i'm gonna take you to jail bro nobody wants to go to jail like it doesn't hurt you it doesn't go viral you don't have to do all of that if you do just tell her one more time is that part of your job no it's not is it extending more grace than you usually would have yes it is but what's wrong with that that's part of the problem that we have in this country with policing is they're not willing to go to extra and she ain't a criminal she may have broken the law but she's not a criminal so don't treat her as such when she gets to a point where she like she's questioning what's going on and that's fair for someone who hasn't dealt with police before so why not extend her a little bit more grace and be like man you know what ma'am here can you see my badge now take a good look I want, do you have a pen write it down now let me explain this to you one more time this piece of paper if you don't sign this you are going to jail tonight I'm going to put these cuffs on you and you're going to jail. You're going in this car. You got to get bail money. All of that is about to happen. If you don't want it to happen, then just sign right here on this paper. Do you have any more questions? And let her proceed from there. And if she gives you shit, then go over it again, bro. That's your job. Stop. Like you bro. didn't sign up for this. You didn't <laughs> sign up for this, bro. Like, just, oh, you nah. disrespecting me. I'm locking you up. I'm putting the onus on the police, bro. Like no. I, I get that it seems Here. intolerable to do so, but why'd you sign up to be a cop? I have a body camera, bro. Okay. Okay. I uh uh Jackson, what's the procedure? That's what they're gonna ask me when I get back That's to the, the problem, bro. No, I, but 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 That's the problem. Put, okay, they they fall on that procedure shit when they shooting us in the head and say, Oh, I thought he was a threat. I was scared. I was no, just following them, procedure. They we need police them. to think outside of the box. Okay, not think that when they come in contact with us, something crazy is gonna fucking happen. Well, the, the difference is, bro, if you follow the procedure correctly and not finessing the procedure, then it can save your life as a police officer. I don't know who That's you true. are. I don't know what you have on you. I, I, he probably said, I've known a partner. We went undercover. I've known somebody to go out there trying to help a kid out, and he was stabbed in the ribs, or he was, you know, what I'm saying, like, what's the procedure, <laughs> Jackson? That. that makes sense. So I'm on camera. I've already gave her more grace, and then on top of that, okay, you're going to jail. Okay, well, guess what? I could have called back up on your ass. He did. Okay. Nick said. Nick said his eyes. He said that was one of the. I again, not to diminish it. He'll probably be on to talk about it at some point. But he said the rest of the car started rolling up. He said one of the things was he's like, man, I just couldn't believe what was happening, bro. It was like what you were saying with things happening so fast. He he said he legit thought that she was gonna die. He was like, I didn't. He's like, I didn't know if dude was gonna kill her or what, bro. Who the, the the officer? Yeah. He said, I didn't know because, you know, just everything that we've seen, he didn't know if it was going to get out of hand. He said he started grabbing stuff from his belt, like grabbing the taser, about the taser. He didn't know if he was going to mistake that for a gun. So he was just trying to make sure that he would record. But he did say like when backups started rolling up, he said the shit got real quick. Yeah, I mean, well, and then who's who's to say while you're going back and forth with this black officer? What if he's actually trying to save your life? 
Because if another offer, even though he called back up, but if I let somebody else get in, it ain't going to be that pretty. What if somebody has more rank than me and they're going to start to be like, okay, put put your knee on her neck, drop her on the ground. It's like, bro, these that, are the man, things it's I like, just... I can't put, I get it. We can't give more grace. And there's been examples that have not been record, recorded or posted on social media. But at the end of the day, you speak heavy to you got a job to do. I've asked you numerous of times. I've answered your question twice. I've asked you, are you going to sign the paper? You're not going to sign the paper. You're going through this. I'm being patient with you, but now you're wearing my patience thin. I have a procedure to do. You're going to jail. If you don't blow in this breathalyzer, you automatically go to jail. You these these are the things that they have to do. We are civilians. We don't understand that, but they are police officers and they have a job to do. That's just the bottom Makes line. Sense. And I'm not I'm not like, pro. You're police. not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm just not a procedure guy. I think that there's like you can color outside the lines. I feel like in most situations, especially if it's for the good. So while what you're saying, I totally get and I'm not 100 percent in disagreement with it because I do know what you're saying. You go back to the, the, the police station and now you were sitting in the supervisor office all because you try to show this little smart bitch some grace. And now you under investigation because you're not doing your job correctly because you were supposed to lock her up i get that that is 100 true however i don't think that he becomes a police officer i hope not this black man didn't become a police officer to lock little confused girls up in parts bro she ain't that confused, like sometimes bro. you gotta bite you I, i'm giving her a lot of grace you I'm are giving partly funny heaven knows however with that being said like i just don't feel like and it's just me it may be a personality thing for me but bro i'm not i'm not going to that it's like i'm gonna explain that to her until she signs the paper bro that's because you so laid back that's your personality everything is tied back to that you're laid back so everything will always come down to i'm gonna react more chill than aggressive it's gonna always because that's just Mm. your type type personality but in being there's probably laid back police officers but in those scenarios again i got a job to do i'm not gonna sit here i'm not about to argue with you you sign a paper see, or go thing, to jail. Though, that's it's ego that right that's ego nah, that's like, what do you mean you're not about to argue with me who are I'm you who are you you just law. a person with a and i think that's the disconnect that a lot of black people or a lot of people that problems with police have like what do you mean that you're not and i'm sure you're absolutely right when you say that that was the attitude that he had because that's how he sounded oh i'm not gonna go back and forth with you are you not gonna do let me sit this pen down oh i'm big bad mr police officer you going to jail tonight buddy but, at least, but look but let that been a white cop it ain't gonna be you going to jail you might this might be it oh she was reaching yeah. for something Oh, oh, oh! She was. I, th- I was. My life was threatened. Oh, she, 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 she didn't have a phone. She had something else. Oh, actually, it was the black guy that was with her. He, me, and him got in a tussle off the body cam. And I was dick out of it standing there with my hands up the whole time. I'm like nigga, facts. I ain't got nothing to do with. So this. that's what I'm saying. I'm not even, and I'm not even pro 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 police, but. When it's Sound a black real officer. blue lives matter to me over them old. <laughs> real blue lives nah, matter. Man, it's green lives matter over here, man. It's another weekend of books. Green Friday. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean what you, know, you say. Uh but no, I just, you know, I think, you know, I'm always always been on black. So when it comes to like black officers, I I like to treat our 
treat him with that same respect because i guarantee if it was a white officer you would not have been at you would ask that question but then after you found out you needed to sign it would have been quick and shouts out to what Nick. was you gonna do with it though well, one of the things like that's another thing that's what i would have been more frustrated about what? and that's probably why i am so laid back because i would have been like i would have been the asshole cop like what are you gonna do with my badge number my you you ain't I ain't done a goddamn thing wrong. Y'all don't you the one sitting in the park after dark when it's closed. So what do you need my badge number and my name for? That's what irritated to me the most. She was trying to act like she wasn't in the wrong. Like you already done broke the yeah. law, bro. Yeah. yeah. So like miss me with all that. So I guess that's why he was kind of short tempered with it. But I do think that you just gotta elevate, man. Just elevate a little bit. It wouldn't have took nothing for him to be like, you wouldn't even have this big ass social moment had you just been like, man, you know what? That ain't true, Look, bro. Because you don't know her personality. She looked like, seemed like one of them type of black women. And I'm married to a black woman. So y'all can, don't try to cancel me. But one of those type of black women that just be doing the most or just be arguing for the sake of arguing. That's it. Mm. Like, that's how it came off. So it's like giving her that grace. But unfortunately, police brutality and blacks and police, policing is, is a very familiar territory in our culture, even if you've never dealt with it up front. That to me, I can't give her all of that grace. I give her some. It's if different when you write that in it, though, man. I know that's what I'm saying. Like I don't. That I don't shit get you see on TV. She thought it was that shit she seen on TV. <laughs> that's what she thought this yeah, fuck was gonna happen. Thought. But she then, like you said, is when you write there in front of him and it's playing out like this is happening to me. That shit different. Like hey, you gotta think gotta, a little quicker, a little hey, calmer. Man. Like that shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. You get man when that when that boy when they put me in the back of that car, boy. I was like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And then they pulled up yeah. into the garage of the jail. Man. Hey. When that shit get real, <laughs> niggas. Walking you through that little door back there. Oh, man. Yep. Absolutely, man. So that's confrontation. I thought those three events yeah. kind of played well with confrontation. Do you have something to give to the people on how best you think to resolve confrontation at our big age just before we get out of here? Hey, yo, I'm glad you brought it back because that was something I wanted to say right before this uh, headline and you just brought it back to me. Here's something, y'all. This is just one solution. I'm just going to offer one today. I let Dr. Lou, you know, give y'all the, the plethora here. Here's something simple. It may be. I don't know if y'all want to say it's not right, but this this helps me. <laughs> in, your, in your head, before you about to do something, just come up with a, a diss or something about that person. Be like, man, psh- that raggedy car you drive man you ain't you ain't look at what you got on bro i ain't about to you have to mentally play a mind game pre-production think about something that in your head and i hate to say this but that makes you feel like you're better than this person that's that's what helps me sometimes like i won't go there initially but when you're egging it on and and it's getting difficult to deal with whatever you got going on i will take my mind there and be like you ain't eat, man. man you, you just start tearing them down. We, them yeah, yeah, kind of. I kind of do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because because the more I'm kind of tearing them down in my mind, it's building me up to the point I'm not about to break what I'm building up in my head right now by myself. So you know what? It's diffused. I ain't going to even worry about it. But I think there is some kind of thought pattern you need to have before reacting. Whatever it takes, you might be like, man, you know what? Man, I, I got to get home to my kids today. Or, man, you know what? I got to. You just got to have something in place before reacting especially when it's getting hot you know what i mean and if if you if you can't do that try to def, try to cut down some of the reaction in the midst of the moment if you can that's my that's what i would offer what about you lou 
I agree with the um, pre-production. I really like that. That's that goes a long way in knowing where you're going, knowing what you have going on. That helps prevent a lot of bullshit situations because you won't get down in the mud with people that are down there. So I, I definitely like that part of it a lot. And ego, being able to swallow your pride sometimes and being like, man, you know what? What am I going to get out of even winning this argument? I know I can. <laughs> and what, what do I even get out of this? Like Jay-Z famously said, people from a distance can't tell who is who when you're arguing with a fool. So. <laughs> I like it. Absolutely. What do we, what we got homework now? Yes, sir. All right. What do we have? What? Oh, I can't wait to hear about the homework from you. From last week. Nah, we're gonna hear the homework. Uh, hear what the homework. I, I listened to Cole Kushner finally. Yeah, that was dope. Okay. I listened to the Cole, um, that moment of silence thing with the Ariana Grande concert and just how he presented it with the symphony and just the aggression that played in it and how he was able to explain the, the place that that person was. I'd love to hear him do a whole podcast about like just the, the tones and, and different things that may have went into making a song but I, that was a great recommendation to ted talk from was it cole kushner mm-hmm. the guy from the dissect podcast so mm-hmm. dope homework assignment for that yeah but you didn't get a chance to look at the short film i did not i'm a week behind remember two weeks i'm one week behind so ah. <laughs> that is on the queue for next Okay, but I See, did because okay. I, I I said I'd come in here and listen to the call. I made a point to listen to the call, but I do have the next one in queue. The well, short check, film well, is check this out. Queue. Check this out. Mm-hmm. Between the short film and Cole Kushner's video, I uh, mm-hmm. that is less than forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. I watched the two hour movie. You <laughs> classic two, though. You it was a classic. Bruh. Yeah, I it put is a, you, it is this a was this was like this was like me introducing you to like. Kobe steak or like what is it? What is it? That real high steak that they have in the Chinese with the age shit. You know what I'm talking Ribeye about? You know what I'm talking about? T-ball. Wagyu, Wagyu, oh, Wagyu wow. steak. Age. This was like age Wagyu steak. Okay, you got relaxed. You got relaxed. It was. It ain't, it ain't Wagyu. Tell, tell the people how much you love this. <laughs> nah, it ain't Wagyu, Wagyu steak. It, it, it's no Sopranos. Ah. You have no idea what it's like to be number one. Okay. If it was a series, if it was a series, it could. Mm. Yeah. It could rival it. Yeah. If we made yeah. it out. Well, my homework assignment was to watch the movie A Bronx Tale, which is one of Spike's mm-hmm. favorite movies or his favorite movie, depending on the day of the conversation. The day, absolutely. Uh um, Sonny Mincy. Yeah, man. Uh a movie that takes place in uh well, it takes place in what the sixties, but it, mm-hmm. it came out in the nineties. And basically Italian family, uh, Italian family in their neighborhood. A black family in their neighborhood, two uh, young uh, teenagers from both sides of the coast, kind of like a Romeo Juliet thing. But actually, I've heard of this movie, and I thought the relationship part played a bigger part. But I was, yeah, that was like terribly sad. wrong. It wasn't even really. I was like, ah, oh, man, this shouldn't even be really in a promotion. But the, 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 what makes the movie so good is is the relationship of the two men in, and now it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, why you connect with it it makes so much sense bro oh man that stuff is real because of the father aspect of yeah like so one of them was a mob guy and the other one was his actual father his father was the working man the mob guy you know you know he's a wise guy so you know they finesse you know they do what they do to make make ends meet and he runs the block 
And the kid was close with both his father and the wise wise guy. And the wise guy would look out for him. And the father didn't like the wise guy because he thought it was a bad influence. But towards the end, he had respect for him. And I think that they had some great life mantras and quotes. You know, like the working man is a sucker. Like working man is a sucker. You only get three good ones in your life. You only get three good ones. The uh, door test. Make sure she reach over and do the door test. Yeah, the door test. Uh, a lot of good tests in there, man. I mean, a lot of good, like you said, life. Oh, it's better to be feared than to lo- be loved. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was. Uh, it was just really good, like uh, for what it was. And I, I think that. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I ain't gonna reveal nothing here, but it would. This is what many saints of Newark should have done. Yeah, facts. With more of a crime motivated kid being Tony Soprano, a Bronx yeah. Tale mm-hmm. is what many saints of Newark should have been to yeah. the Sopranos. And facts. as we go into our homework assignment for next week, I want to say that. I wish that Sopranos would do a prequel series. We just finished Better Call Saul. Great show. Mm-hmm. We know that I House of Dragons. Finale was great. Yeah. I think they, they carved themselves into a lane where they don't have to do a whole lot. It don't matter. That's right. their brand. That's just yeah, their they brand. They just coasted it out to the end. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. Just the last episode was perfect because like it just coasted yeah. out. But yeah, House of Dragons about to come out too. Yep, House of Dragons. So I think that I wish the Sopranos there was some talks about possibly doing a uh prequel series with uh James Gandolfini's son. Uh but you know, who knows? But uh I, I think was him I, in the I would most likely I would rather see a post Sopranos. I'd like to see who? like what AJ got going on and Meadow like they could start a new series around AJ, Meadow, Carmella grieving. It ain't enough. It ain't enough. It ain't enough. That shit, there wasn't nobody left. Like, you know That's what I'm saying. saying. Like, and then the real life actors too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wh- what are we gonna do without Paulie? You know what I'm saying? Like that. We need yeah, Paulie. Sure. You know, we need Christopher. With so many of them that Paul. died off. Uh, you know, so it's that's the issue. You know, but uh, Thanks. our home your homework assignment this week. <sighs> All right, I'm I'm gonna shoot you some bail. I'm gonna save the one I had for the following week. I'm gonna let you rock out. But if you don't watch this, you gonna have a double stack homework. So I'm we'll, watching it tonight. I got it. So it's it's good. It's the cinematography is really good. It's by Kyle. I said it last week. Uh, Super duper Kyle. Uh, he Let's came out with, with the hot top. He got yeah. a hot top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had a short film called Alley and I. It's uh, about 27 minutes. An easy watch. Mm-hmm. Something you can probably eat and watch at the same time. It's on YouTube. Uh, really good. It's very interesting, and I don't want to elaborate too much more on it. I just want to see what you thought about it, and uh, we'll revisit it next week. Let's do it. Quick little four minute joint for me. Just take out the Mister Big song. I want to okay. know what you think about that. See, just did you get the gist of what I was trying to explain with it? Okay. With that being said, man, it has been another week in the books. I am Spike Lou. Reach out to us, rate, subscribe, like. Let us know. Grow the podcast. Mo, take them out. And I am Maurice Hunt. You can find me on Instagram at the underscore conceptual underscore Maurice Hunt. The underscore conceptual underscore Maurice Hunt. If you haven't already, man, go check out my other podcast. It's an uh, audio drama series. It's a blend between a fiction podcast and uh, audio book uh, starring me. I, I produced it, wrote it, starring it, designed it, music, everything. I'm rusting the whole situation. So y'all go check that out, man, when y'all get a chance. Three seasons strong.
Absolutely, man. We out. Thank you.